It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. I'm so pleased to have Brenda Jacobson, who's a long-standing friend and an amazing lady, as my guest today on the show. And so without more ado, I'd like to read you her bio. I always read them because I don't want to miss anything and, you know, the memory's not quite what it was. So here we go. Brenda Jacobson is a speaker, author, international trainer and founder of Awakening Consciously. As a finance executive and business strategist, as well as a five-year recovery from an accident, she's the master of creating unique strategies for optimising personal performance she supports people to awaken their lives, reclaim their power, and create their new world. Brenda, it's so lovely to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's always great. Always great to have a conversation with you. So awakening consciously, what on earth does that mean? You know, I think that I think that the whole world is is waking up to something new right now. Um, COVID gave us that gift is it showed that the systems that we've been working with for hundreds of years no longer fit this new world. And so whether people like it or not, the world is changing around them and their bodies are changing. They're evolving. This is the, the height of evolution for us. But so many people are uncomfortable with it because they're not really aware of what's going on. And so I started awakening consciously basically to give people back the controls of their life. Um, I, I refer to it often as, you know, if you're not, if you're not controlling it, it's controlling you. So it's kind of like um, the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And now if you can, if you're aware of what's going on, you're aware of, of the tools that you have at your disposal you um, have some strategies to direct that evolution, that awakening. Um, that's, the, that's the conscious part of it. And it goes so much smoother. It's interesting, isn't it? How 
even just a few years ago, if you started to talk about consciousness and awakening um, yeah. people, uh, understanding energy and vibration, they would look at you very peculiarly. Oh, but yes, I got that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, how many more people are us talking that sort of language and not yeah. in a wiki woo way. You know, you don't have to wear Indian cotton flowing robes and have a uh, right. you know, a, a glass um, sphere. Uh, right. On, on <laughs> the hippie days, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I know from the work that I do with leaders, for example, that those people who are becoming more enlightened about leadership recognize how important yeah. it is to talk to their inner wisdom and to to have that connection with with source consciousness god whatever you'd like to call it yeah yeah absolutely and you know what's what's interesting for me is that i i started my company um called wolf wind awakening back in 2007 so that was like 15 years ago that I started this awakening journey, um, working with people on this awakening journey. And um, it was just like you said, it was not a really like it was a woo woo term back then. Yes. Um, people didn't mind it, but it wasn't really well embraced. I came, I came out of the corporate world and I was working in, at the corporate level with this awakening journey that people were on and so it was you had to be very selective about the people that you worked with because there was a few of them scattered through that corporate um, environment that that were aware of this and were wanting to explore more but like you said most people thought I was kind of nuts I'd like to take us back a step if I may um, and ask you what is it that precipitated your awakening? Oh, um, you know, I think I was I was getting this intuitive sense for years uh, when I was a corporate executive, and um, I just couldn't get I couldn't give up the paycheck is what it was. I couldn't move away from that paycheck to really embrace this, and I kept getting the, the soft nudges, and then it was like my guides got fed up with me. And so the big bat came out and I was out skiing one day and I caught an edge just when I came off the chairlift and I fell 3000 feet down a mountain. Love. And, um, that, that life as I knew it disappeared in those few, I don't know what it took me a minute or two to fall that, like just tumbling, somersaulting, cartwheeling, you know, the complete yard sale with all my equipment scattered down the hill. Um, but it, uh, yeah, I was on the couch for, you know, about five years recovering from that. I would say that, you know, bearing in mind that I've got history, as you know, I fell down a mountain. And, and so I think that's one yeah. of the reasons why um, uh, we, our friendship became very, very strong very quickly so there was yes. parallels but when I felt 150 to 200 feet and my life changed but to survive yeah. 3,000 feet down a mountain is in itself pretty miraculous isn't it 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 it, it is absolutely <clears throat> however I think miracles are much more common than we give them credit for um and the, the what really woke me up 
in falling down that mountain is when I started um, bouncing off moguls and flipping around and sliding really fast, my skis were gone, but I was digging my heels in to slow myself down. And this voice came just into my head, said, stop it, stop it, just be a rag doll. And I thought, this is as good an idea as any. I didn't have any (laughs) ideas here. I knew, I knew the mountain. I had skied it before and I knew there was... I knew that there was a drop off at the end of it, um, but it was a steep run. And so I just let go. I just let go and I flipped and flopped and it was almost like slow motion. You know, when you see things, you see things happening in slow motion and it's like a train wreck. You can't stop it, but you watch every little detail of it. Um, That's how it was kind of tumbling down there. I'd go, oh, there's a boulder. Glad I didn't hit it. You know, oh, there. Glad I didn't hit that tree, but it was like this, like just this heightened awareness of what was going on around me, but no stress. And I felt this really warm energy just holding me. I it, like I wasn't alone tumbling down the mountain. And when I came to the bottom, I finally came to a stop uh, a few yards before the drop off. Thank God. Um, but I had no stress response. Like my breathing was normal, my heart rate was normal. My the only thing was I was really dizzy. Like I couldn't stand up because it was like coming out of a spin cycle on a washing machine. Um, so uh, I had to sit for a little bit and let my uh, let my head settle, and then I got up and I skied ten more runs. But it took me about it took me five months maybe to really feel the pain of what had happened there. And um, I didn't really, I didn't find out what had happened until a year after the accident. But what had happened was I'd knocked my head at C1, where it sits on the spine, I'd knocked it off by 34 degrees. Goodness me. And so none of the, none of the um, signals were getting from my brain to any of the systems in my body. So every system broke down over that year including my brain. What was really funny about that, because I was a chief financial officer, I've got an accounting finance background, and the my brain chemistry was thrown so far off that I couldn't process numbers. Isn't that hilarious? Like everything else kind of worked, but I could not process numbers. I couldn't add two and two together. And I couldn't figure out how to work my calculator to add two and two together. So it was such a bold sign that this happened for the reason of getting me out of the profession I couldn't leave and onto the right track. That's just an amazing story. And I've heard it so many times, and yet it never ceases to really give me tingles. (laughs) We're going to go into a short break now. um, And when we come back, what I'd like to explore with you is in today's economic arena, how being awakened consciously can make the difference and why it's so important all right exciting don't don't (laughs) go away we'll be back in a moment last week brandon met a girl on a dating app one day after work he finally found the courage to ask her out no answer he started to panic was he being too pushy maybe it was too hey sorry i didn't respond i was driving 
I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible, she must be a keeper. A delicious cup of coffee is a daily staple. But if you are one of 50 million Americans that suffer from acid sensitivity or digestive issues, that cup of java can ruin the rest of your day. Until now, introducing Tyler's Coffee, an acid-free alternative to the traditional bean. I knew that there was a need because my father had a need. And if my father had a need, then how many other people have a need? The key to Tyler's Coffee is the roasting process. We knew we wanted to go USDA certified organic. So we wanted to be the purest and cleanest coffee in the world. We had to source stuff from Africa, we had to source stuff from Brazil, we had to source stuff from Chile. And we put it through our proprietary Z roasting processor. So what that really truly means to you is that the coffee doesn't have inflammatory properties in it. I'm dedicated to serving 50 million Americans that suffer from stomach-related modalities and also the millions of other people that just deserve a great tasting cup of coffee that's healthy and safe. Affiliated with Tyler's Coffee, but I can tell you that drinking acid-free coffee will really ease your stomach. I'm so glad I found it. I love their coffee. It's very good. It's very smooth. Uh, the, their process still keeps the rich coffee flavor without all the acidity of it and uh, I really enjoy it. Available in regular or decaf, ground or whole bean, you can enjoy Tyler's Coffee in a drip, French press, espresso, or any of your favorite methods, even the ever popular K-Cup. Enjoy a fresh cup like never before. Drink different, drink smart, drink Tyler's Coffee. So Brenda, why is, what is the difference of, uh, to people who are in the the business arena of being awakened consciously. Why is it so important? You know, traditionally the way business people conducted business was in a certain format that some could argue whether it worked or not in the old world. But as this world evolves and it, it's it's beyond our control, like it's happening whether we're whether we want it to or not, the world is evolving physically emotionally, spiritually, we're evolving. And what that does is brings an abundance of opportunities forward. But if you are not awake and aware of those opportunities, if you're still working and stuck in that old format, you're missing the bus. There is so many opportunities. However, they're different. They look very different than the old world. What we're seeing now is a lot of that feminine energy flowing in, which and a, a, this isn't a masculine, this isn't a male female thing. You know, even I know many, many men in my world have have an abundance of that feminine energy where they it's heart centered, it's collaborative, it's got empathy and compassion. That's the world that we're moving into, rather than the kill or be killed type of competitive environment that we moved out of we're moving into a world where we can all thrive together and if people are still working in that old format of it's me or them or you know i'm going to hoard everything here i'm not share i'm not collaborating because somebody might take my audience on me um that's very you're very, really limiting yourself for those opportunities so if you can collaborate with people the projects that I'm involved in now are massive. Like they are change the world projects. I could never even have imagined them on my own. 
but in this collaborative environment, people are coming from coming to me from like, you know, you're neck of the woods. I'm in Canada. People are just randomly approaching me from from Europe and the UK saying, you know, hey, I was introduced. I, let's have a chat. And by the end of that, we're collaborating on, you know, world changing projects. Nobody cares you know, about sharing their audience, because we know that the ground's so fertile, that there's enough for everybody. It's really interesting. I I understand exactly where you're coming from. What I find fascinating is, unless you are aware, then you can't do anything about anything, really. No. That awareness, um, open, it's like having a key, isn't it, that it opens up the possibilities. possibilities. I'm reminded of of watching something where there was a guy there who considered himself unlucky and it was a program about making your own luck. Yeah. And so they started to put up little signs for this man saying, phone this number, his name, phone this number, um, there is an opportunity for you. And he was within a, a very small village setting. And so they started with, you know, the business card size, uh, little notices, and eventually ended up with it on the side of a pantechnicum, you know, a huge <laughs> 50-foot lorry, and he still didn't see it. And it yeah. wasn't he'd seen it and dismissed it, thinking, well, this is going to be something, you know, it's a scam. He simply... Yeah. Didn't see it. See it. Wow. I'm reminded. That's lack of awareness, right? Absolutely. When it was pointed out to him that this, you know, there'd been an opportunity there for him, he started to look in a different way. And it looked as if he'd gone from dark glasses with blinkers to uh, glasses which were uh, magnifying um, his uh, his conscious um observation yeah and his life started to change absolutely absolutely and this is why we call it awakening i got i've got a book out there the 30-day wake-up call yeah is just to start bringing people awake when when you're sound asleep you see nothing when you start when you open your eyes in the morning and you let some light in you now you're seeing things that are around you that that's tantamount to what the world is going through right now is people are opening up their eyes and going wow I've never I never imagined the world this way I never saw the world this way that's the wake up part of it the awakening part of it you know I think it's really challenging isn't it at the moment because when we've talked about awakening consciousness many many times And the fact that it comes from a place of love rather than fear, from collaboration rather than separatism. And yet when you listen to the news or social media, um, there is (laughs) so much in the way of fear-making, of um, things which feel completely and utterly out of your control. Um, That noise was just suddenly the cat has jumped onto the settee. seen my address book, thought it was um, something um, scary and has just gone (laughs) (laughs) out of his skin. Isn't Um, it funny that happens when you're talking about fear? Because isn't that exactly how people react 
to fear is they, you know, they, the whole life you falls apart. He's twice the size that he's, he's, he's bushed up. Yeah. And I think when we are fearful, we, it's an interesting thing because in one sense we put the defenses out. So we give the, the perception that we are bigger than we are. And yet inside, I think everything closes down and becomes small and mean, really. You know, in, in the emotional work, so after my accident, I realized that my physical body healed in about two years. I could walk fairly normally again. Pain was under control. It was my emotions that kept me stuck for three more years. And it was those contracting. We, we talk about them. Emotions are just data. They're not good, bad. They're not scary. They're not, you know, right or wrong. They are, although society tries to treat them that way. But when you look at how they impact your world, we refer to them as contracting or expanding. Yeah. So I was really stuck in those contracting emotions of, I was angry. I was angry that my world had disappeared. Um, I quite enjoyed my life. I was very active. I was disgusted by what my body would and wouldn't do. I was really fearful. As you said, fear, fear is a contracting emotion. It makes you pull in and shrink. And, and so I was stuck there. And that's really what got me working with people on building the, and managing their emotional world is that when you're aware of that, you can choose, you can choose the thoughts that drive your emotions. You can choose how you see the world. And when you move from and you can't move from hopelessness to, you know, joy and peace in one, you know, one, in one leap. People say, oh, you shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't be hopeless. You should be more optimistic. Well, you can't get there from here. So working with people to understand the ladder of emotions and how to move themselves through so that they can fairly, fairly quickly get to a place where they're, they are more in those expanding emotions and their world is expansive. And this is where we say you find, this is where you see all the opportunities and all the things that you've had blinders on for um, your consciousness, your consciousness increases your um, just your awareness of opportunities and possibilities. Your world just expands. That's a really great place for us to take a break. Um, lots in there. We'll come back to the conversation as soon as the break finishes. So please don't go away. Those were the days. A little risk never scared us. Hands tight, plans loose. We'd cruise down drags with our favorite bands. Bought good times with loose quarters. And every night, we had standing dates with the same friends. Life was simpler back then. We hustled, we bumped, we bus stopped, and we smoked all the time. If that was you then, get your lungs screened now. Visit ScreenYourLungs.org today. Welcome back. Understanding that as you expand consciously, your opportunities grow. 
people who are listening to this may be thinking, you know, I'm in business, but business is tough, or I'm working for somebody else and life is really challenging at the moment. What would you say to them in terms of practical things that they can do to give themselves the gift of greater consciousness? You know, I work with a tool that helps to bring the mindset around, but helps you. Um, it, it's like vision board. Anybody who's worked with vision boards, um, but they're pretty static. And this is more of a dynamic tool. But you, I, I, I watch it for three minutes every morning, and it kind of reprograms my brain for positive thinking for about eight hours. So three minutes gives me eight hours where I notice a different in, difference in how I look at the world and um, just things like that. There's a lot of different tools out there that, that can give you a boost. There's technology has worked for us um, in that way. And so there's, you know, we teach people through our courses, we teach them how to become aware, how to just these little things. When people see how simple it is, to actually become aware of their world and aware of their emotions and more intelligent about their emotions and the other people's emotions around them. It's not hard stuff. It's just that nobody ever thought it was important enough to teach us how to do it. So there's a lot of really good tools. A lot of the intensive trainings that we've worked through, you know, becoming aware of your energy body. There's, there's so many possibilities out there for you to start moving down that path none of them are scary no none of them are that expensive you know like interesting though how when people are asleep to these things then they have no capacity to engage with them no and then so often people go through a point a, a period of resistance they they're not happy they don't like their lives that they stay stuck in, people call it a comfort zone, but I often yeah. call it a discomfort zone. It, it absolutely is. Zone. They stay where they are because it's what they know and that yeah. they are often fearful of stepping outside that circle. Yeah. Without and rec- you know you? Sorry. sorry. Going to say without recognizing. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not talking. <laughs> Like I say, they step out of the circle without recognizing that the minute you step out of it, you expand it. Yes. You, you, you're never the same person once you've stepped out of your comfort zone as you were when you were in it. No, absolutely not. And, and that's a consciousness piece. People have to consciously be aware of what they're choosing because they are choosing. Um, what by going with the default choice. is a choice. Yeah. But you know, what I see with Ben, you had alluded to this earlier in our conversation, is that people are living these misery, miserable lives, thinking, you know, acting like victims. And so then they turn on the news so that they can find somebody who's worse off than they are, mm-hmm. makes them feel a little bit better, or doesn't make them feel so alone in this, in this misery and in this very contracted world. And what they don't realize is that when they, and it takes courage, like, it don't kid me. I'm not saying that that first step is easy. I'm saying that what's on the other side of it is very easy. It flows, it's light, it, it's easy. But taking that step takes a lot of courage 
for people to, you know, say, I am miserable with my, you know, in my job, I don't like my job. I'm going to take a risk and step out of that and see what else is on the other side. That takes a lot of courage to do that. And in the, in the, what we're teaching with emotions is courage is that pivot point between the contracting emotions and the expanding emotions. You have to somehow take a step of courage in order to pivot into those expanding emotions. It's so worth it though, isn't it? It that is so moment of fear between the known and the unknown. You know, yeah. I find it quite interesting that change is one of the things that people struggle with. And yet it's one of the constants in life, isn't it? Death, taxes, yeah. and change. We know it's they're all really gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But by being uncomfortable being by being comfortable with uncertainty, yeah. life becomes so rich because you're prepared to, to do things differently. And, you know, Einstein, my favorite definition, Einstein said, you know, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what yeah. you've always got. And so many yeah. don't like what they've got, but they stay with it because it's the known. We're oh, running absolutely. out of time. Where can oh. people find you? <laughs> Where can people find me? Um, the website is awakeningconsciously.com. Email is hello at awakeningconsciously.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great to have you. I look forward to our conversations outside the show. Um, yeah. And thank you so much for joining us. Um, as listeners, please let us know what you think. If there are any themes you'd like us to cover or there are any questions or comments you've got to make, please email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u.com. That's Gina at genuinely-u.com. Thanks again. Take care. See you in the next show. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.